Lintele ketebe hata bahaya. Kendele ketele mekapa. Mandolo sadabaha. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise. We thank you for your word that is coming to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Finding success through the storms of life, part three. Finding success through the storms of life, part number three. We have looked at a very nice story from the beginning of this series. And today we're going to look at something that will help you. We are going to look at how you, what you should be doing in the storm and what you should be watching out for to determine whether you are engaging the right buttons so that you can come out of the storm in victory and in jubilation. You can go through a storm, others will go through, they will fail, but you will come out strong. Or they will come out strong, or you will come out as a failure, depending on what you do in the storm. Today I was listening to a sermon, and the man said that Naaman was not a Christian, but God blessed him. Why? Because he engaged the right principles. So if you can engage the right principles as a child of God in the storm, you'll be fine. Tell somebody you'll be fine. Tell somebody you'll be fine. Now, using Jonah and Paul's story, we can deduce about five gauges. Tell me, say gauges. Say a gauge. So there are some five gauges we can deduce from their story that will help us in our own storms. A gauge is, is, is an instrument or a device that is used for what? Monitoring. Say monitoring. So on the boat, there's a gauge. On, in the car, there's a gauge. On, on, on many equipment, there are gauges. Even on electric car equipment, there are gauges checking the voltage and all that. A gauge is necessary to check for certain things. Overspeeding overheating, less fuel, high voltage, low voltage. When there's high voltage, the sound changes. When there is low voltage, the sound changes. So a gauge helps you to know how things are faring. So the other time on Thursday or Friday, I was driving to work and I realized something on my dashboard. The engine popped up. But I didn't expect my engine to show because I am a routinely <laughs> servicing, I'm routinely servicing the car. Immediately I get the indication, I go in, so I'm not expecting. So I was shocked. I looked at everything, the fluid, everything was okay. But I knew that so far as the gauge is indicating, there is something wrong. So I called my mechanic, Nicholas, that he should come and check the car for me. When he came, he put the machine on. You know they have a machine. They put the machine on and then it showed that if your car is a bobo, yeah, it won't show. <laughs> it showed that when the filling station attendant finished filling the car, he didn't close the thing well. I said, eh. So not closing the fuel, that area well, a gauge can show. May the Lord give you a car that when the weather is going to change in five hours' time, there will be a gauge to show you. Give the Lord a clap offering in the house. 
As for some of us, if we are overfeeding, overspeeding, cry, we won't see anything. <laughs> and now they say you can feel that you are going on the top speed, but you won't see anything. May the Lord change that car for you. You are not saying amen. I said, may the Lord change that car for you. It can kill you before your time. It can kill you before your time. You are going top speed, but I always say, oh, speed, so it's normal. You know, we do 160, 180, but you feel like you are 90. So we're going to look at five gauges, if God permits in the service, to do or to be watching out for. The first gauge is that you need to ask certain questions. The first question you need to ask yourself is what caused the storm? What is causing the storm? What is causing the storm. For Jonah, it was his disobedience to God's word. For you, what is causing the storm you are in? And you need to be honest and sincere when you ask the question, you must be able to look at the facts that led to the storm. Jonah chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. Be smart for me. I have 15 minutes. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. God was speaking to Jonah, giving him an instruction. And for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarsus. So God said, go to Nineveh. But Jonah disobeyed God and went to Tarsus. So his storm was as a result of his disobedience to God's instruction. As for Paul's own, it was a natural disaster. Paul's storm was not demonic. It was not a witchcraft um, storm. It was not out of disobedience. So it means that you can be walking in obedience and meet storms on your path. But the question will help you know what type of storm you are in. Acts chapter 27 verse 2 to 5. Acts chapter 27 verse 2 to 5. Verse 20 to 25, sorry. Kadabahaya. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small temper laid on us. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood up. So, because of time, I can't read all. So, you can see that Paul was accused of preaching the gospel. And because he was a Roman citizen, I told you last week, he asked for a hearing with Caesar. So, whilst they were transporting him to go and meet Caesar, they met a storm on the sea. So he was not in disobedience. It was not a demonic attack. It was not a witchcraft. But it was what? A natural disaster. Natural disasters can happen to anybody. It can happen to any nation. It can happen to any people. Go to, there's a place right now that is flooded. I've forgotten the name. 
one of these Asian countries, flooded. And they are trying to help people out. Anything can happen to any people. On June 3rd, some years ago in this country, rain fell and fire killed people, roasted people. Natural disaster, a Zimbabwean socialist, celebrity or whatever, a week today got an accident when was returning for nightclub celebrating the, the birthday of another lady and had a crash with his wild car. He came out, he died by the car. The three others got burnt in the car. Natural disaster. The storm will come. But your house must be built on the rock. Give the Lord a clap of friend. When the storm comes your way, you need to ask yourself, have I been disobedient? Am I going a way that God has not asked me to go? Am I doing something that God has not asked me to do? Am I involved in something that God is not in it? If you don't ask yourself these questions, you may never find a solution and a calmness in the storm. It is very easy for us as a people to always blame the devil for storms. To always blame witches and wizards and not take up responsibility to find out the cause of the storm. We easily shift the blame. I think it's my grandmother. I think it's my grandfather. I think it's that worker in my office. The last time I even ate with him, from that day, my stomach has not been... So, you, you, you just switch your mind, but you see, we have to take responsibility where we have to take responsibility. That is when we'll be able to diagnose that, ah, this thing is because of this, that this happened, cause and effect. When we get to know what caused the storm, we will know what type of patterns, what type of principles, what type of system to engage to get it solved. So immediately, Nicholas put the machine on the car and saw it. He just went there, opened it, and closed it well, and the indication disappeared. Yeah. The storm you are in, what caused it? When you face a storm, don't blame. Don't start the game, the blaming game, the blame game. Examine yourself in the storm. What type of storm is this? If you have been disobedient to God, your repentance will bring the solution. So if you have been disobedient to God and you are binding the devil, you are just exercising your muscles. When you finish and you open your eyes, you will see the storm. Some storms come our way by our own invitations. And therefore, we have to examine what storm we are in and find out what to do to come out of the storm. There are other times that the storm comes because it's their season. There are seasons for storms. Life is governed by seasons. Genesis 8, I think 22. 
Life is governed by seasons. Whilst the earth remains a seed time and harvest, cold and winter. So cold will come. Heat will come. Summer and winter. Day and night. They will all come. You cannot bind night. Night will come. There will be night seasons in your life. There will be day seasons in your life. There will be cold seasons in your life. There will be heat seasons in your life. You cannot bind them. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. Seasons. Life is governed by seasons. And there are seasons that is prone to storms. You cannot stop some storms. They will come. But you can't prepare for all storms that comes to you. He said, to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the, the heavens. So seasons are part of life. There are seasons you never, you never see lack. There are seasons you will see the lack, lack, poverty at its highest point. There are seasons you never see sickness in your body. You can go like two years, no sickness. And you can go like three weeks with numerous sickness. You can go like ten years with no bad news. And some seasons will come, two weeks. The number of bad news that has bombarded you, you will ask yourself, am I even a Christian? Am I even a child of God? When you find yourself in those moments, you are in the seasons of storms. You need to find out which one is demonic, which one is my fault, which one is a natural disaster. COVID-19, many have said it's demonic. Some have said it's a natural disaster. Either of them is a storm and you need to know what to do in order to survive. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1. He said, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. So life is full of times and seasons. You need to know the time to move. You need to know which season of your life you are in. If you are in the season of sowing and you want to harvest, you will have storms that you shouldn't be having. If you are in the season of building and you want to be at ease, you have storms that you shouldn't have. So at a certain point, after Jesus was born in a manger, after a certain season, the angel came to Joseph and said, take the baby to Egypt. If you stay longer in this manger, they will kill this boy. Go to Egypt for how many years? Two years. Life is governed by times and seasons. Today, you may not have much, but it may be a season. Tomorrow, you may have. Today you are not known. Tomorrow you may be known. Today you are insignificant. Tomorrow you can be significant. You need to ask yourself, what storm am I in? Gauge number two. The question you need to ask yourself, what is my attitude in this storm? What is your attitude? What is your attitude? Am I teaching? What is my attitude? Jonah's attitude was very appalling and very negative. He isolated himself from the problem. Let's see what he did. Jonah chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. 
But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Verse 5. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the words that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah, but Jonah, but Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Jonah isolated himself because of the problem. Am I teaching somebody? He went down to the bottom of the ship, found a pillow, clothed himself, and slept. I don't care. If you have an I don't care spirit in the storm, you will mess up everything and you may never be able to gather them up again. I don't care what happens. Now I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever should happen, should happen. I don't care. Isolate yourself. It's a bad posture in the midst of the storm. And that is what we normally do as a people. When people are going through storms, they isolate themselves. And it's a bad posture. They become independent. They develop independent spirit. The devil is preparing you for Chichinga. Anytime you feel like isolating yourself from a people because of a storm, you are going the way of Jonah. He didn't want to deal with God again. He didn't want to deal with man again. He didn't want anything. He didn't want to hear about anything. He went to sleep. When they were talking, talking, he said, throw me into the sea. Throw me. I don't want to have to do it. You just, just throw me. I won't pray. I know how to pray. I can hear from God. I won't pray. Throw me. When we are facing major challenges in our lives, we must not go the way of Jonah. You must not isolate yourself. It's dangerous. We stop going to church. We stop praying. We stop fellowshipping. We, we don't, even in that point, you don't want to hear Bible. Oh my, oh my sister, I want to explain something to you. You know, in Proverbs, hey, stop, stop, stop. Pastor, this one is not Bible, it's reality. Has God been fair to me? Pastor, has God been fair? I said, oh, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 20. Hey, 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 Pastor, Bible is Bible. We are in Ghana. Has God been fair to me? You isolate yourself from what the Bible is saying. You don't want to have any fellowship with anybody. Stop coming to church. When they call you, so I'll come, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come. Do you know what people are going through here? As I'm preaching to you, I took medicine this morning in my office and I'm preaching. You, when you are going through storms, you isolate yourself. Can't you see that when you isolate yourself, the depression becomes more. Holy Spirit is saying fellowship. You are saying isolation because the devil likes isolated people. Yeah, he can easily come. I thought you are clapping. 
when you are isolated because of the storm, your strength is weakened. Jonah, Jonah was a very spiritual man. I showed you last week. Jonah chapter 1 verse 1. He could hear from God could come. He was a prophet. You are very spiritual. But today, you just don't want to hear anything about church. There are some people, eh, there are some Christians. When they hear, one day I was in the hospital, a man came. I knew their face very well. He had been serving a very big man of God. When I said, hey, long time, where have you been? He said, I've not been to anywhere. I don't, I don't see you in church. Oh, I've stopped. I've stopped that church. I've stopped following that man. So where do you Oh, I don't go anywhere. God is with me. God is in my heart. I'm fine. I'm dealing with my own issues. Now, they, 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 those are the languages they speak. I'm dealing with my own issues. <laughs> the devil puts a grammar in their mouth. I'm dealing with my own issues. You people, you don't understand. Church people. Church people. It's only in this generation that when they are mentioning church people, they do it so disgusting. Church people. Your family. Your biological family. Should we start the roll call? My brother. <laughs> Won't go far. Your father. <laughs> Bring out your father. Let's look at protocol. The, the profile of your father, Lucy. The profile. The devil, Jonah went and slept. He should go on. Whatever is going on, should go on. I'm tired of church. I'm tired of God. And Jonah's and, 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 and Job's wife told him, curse your God and die. And then, I mean, he gives you and he has destroyed everything. He gives you children. He killed all of them. You are here serving him. He gave you big businesses, deals. He took all. You are here still mentioning Jehovah Raphael. Look at the boils he has put on you. Curse him and die. It was a season of storm. And Jonah, in Jonah's case, Jonah had nothing, Job had nothing to do with that storm. Job had nothing to do with that storm. But he said, though he slays me, yet will I praise him. Some people say 2020 is a bad year. I'm here to tell you it's a good year. It's a very good year. It's a good year. You didn't clap because you have been saying that. It's a good year. It's a good year. Yeah. It has taught the world a lot of lessons. Lessons that wouldn't have been learned in a normal year. We have learned a lot. Meetings are now cheaper. Cheaper Zoom. Everybody is in his bedroom. Yes, we have close. No air conditioning. Thank God we are not running air conditioning. We are, no, the, the ECG is not running too high. We are, we are, we are fine. And your COVID can be bomb air conditioning. Some of you will be more yourself. We have become more hygienic conscious. You are washing your hands. You are, you are using sanitizers. You, you don't hug by heart again. You don't shake by heart. And some husbands have been stuck at home. They can't move, they can't move again. <laughs> now they know that the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. 
Give the Lord a clap of it. Um, let me wrap up. Now, Paul was there in the storm with the people. He didn't leave. He was there. He was there. What is your attitude in the storm? He was there. Most prostitutes, when you interview them, most criminals, most drug addicts, when you interview them, you see the Jonah kind of posture. They don't care again. My father raped me, this, 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 and we have been, after JSS, we have been struggling. I, I, I mean, I, I'm on the road. I take care of my family. Is there, there is another way God can help you to take care of your family. Paul was in the storm. I don't know what storm you are going through, but if the step out of the storm will step you into iniquity and ungodliness and wickedness, that means that step is a wrong step. Stay in the storm. He stood up in the middle of the people who are also going through the same thing and he encouraged them. What is your attitude in the midst of the storm? Are you isolating yourself? Are you standing boldly to associate yourself with the word of God concerning the situation? Somebody is watching you. Somebody is looking at you, how you will come out of the storm. Somebody is observing how you will handle the storm. Can you imagine what happened to the others on the boat with Paul? When they saw that an apostle, they knew he was an apostle. Who was in the midst of the storm. That apostle, Paul should have been cursing God and be worried and be murmuring and be, and be, and be moody. Some of you, because you've served God for five years and has not given you marriage, you, you are moody. We don't know what to do to you again. Yeah. <laughs> you have served God small in your unfaithfulness. <laughs> you have served God small. What about sorry just consistently for six weeks? You are expecting a miracle as big as USA. In your unfaithfulness, you are laying charge on God. Even the rain was falling that Sunday, I went to church. <laughs> Even the rain was falling. And people, and when I came to church, we were only 25 and I was part. And God could not do this thing for you. Look at you. The number of months you have chopped is tight. He has not talked. The number of times you didn't pray, but he answered your prayer. He hasn't spoken. The number of times you ate food that killed others, but you are alive. You didn't know. You have come to church six weeks. You are not clapping because I just spoke about you. And they saw Paul standing in the midst of the problem. COVID-19, they say the second wave is up. But we shall be fine. Tell somebody you'll be fine. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. I end by saying, affirm your God in the midst of the storm. In the midst of your storm, affirm your God. When you are looking for a miracle from God and you let everybody see that you are really looking for a miracle from God, you are disgracing your God. 
Are you with me? When you are looking for a miracle and everybody has now known that you are looking for a miracle, you are disgracing your God. Yeah. If you ask God for one thing for two years and he has not given it to you, change the formula. Though he slays me, yet will I praise him. It means you are complaining, but you are not praying. You are murmuring, you are not praising. Your heart has become offensive. A Christian, you used to be a very nice brother. Brother, what happened to you? Chill, chill. You know our problem. You used to be a very sweet sister. Now what has happened to you? Everybody used to come around you in church. Now you have become too offensive because of your attitude in the storm. You did not comport yourself. You did not control yourself well. You became so angry. There's people who helped you. You pour your anger on them. Your anger on them. The people God has sent to even help you. You are pouring your anger on them. And at the end of the day, you became an offensive sister. You became an offensive brother. You know how many people are in church who have gone through things? There's a sister who got pregnant and the, and, 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 and the seed did not have a heartbeat. She took the baby out. The next month, God gave her her own child. There's a pastor I know. He gave birth to twins. They got arm robbery attack. And the twins were affected and they died. That same year, the arm robbery attack and then the, their twins died. But God gave them another set of twins and another child. Your storm is not unique. If you engage your God and affirm him in the midst of the storm. One scripture, Exodus chapter 15, verse 2. I end by this. You have to understand that everybody is a candidate for a storm. I may not be able to tell the storm you go through, but you will go through a storm. He said, The Lord is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will. I will what? Prepare him an habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him in the midst of this trouble. May you sing that song. May you affirm your God. May you go through this. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. You see, God is right there in the storm. Sometimes it feels like you are breaking, but God is there. Job, a rich man with sores all over. I want you to close your eyes. Next week, I'll continue with gauge three. Or next two weeks. Just talk to God. Lift your right hand and ask for grace. Speak grace over your life. Speak grace over your life. Declare you are, you are surviving the storm. You are coming out of this storm with a testimony. You are coming out of this storm with victory. Praise God. Give him praise. Thank him. 
that he's seen you through the storm. Thank him. Exalt his name. He has become your salvation. The Lord is my strength and, and my song. My song. Lift your two hands and let's sing this song. The Lord is my strength and, and my song. My song. The next part, part four, I'll begin with the gauge. How are you treating others around you in the storm? Because definitely the storm will be over. It will be over. And when it is over, who will be by your side? Storms don't last forever. The storm will be over. But when the storm is over, who will be by your side? So the next time we pick it up, that will be two weeks from now. That's the last Sunday. It will be the last Sunday of the month. We will talk about that gauge. How are you treating others in the midst of the storm? Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. 
Please take your seat in the presence of the Lord. 